Brain Buster Boys are brought to you by Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Previously on Brain Buster Boys. And you know that all the eyes in the pro wrestling podcasting world are going to be on YouTube. I brought this guy, Bruce Pritchard, here, our lead writer. Hi. Bruce is going to be reporting back to me each night on the progress of this week's show. And that's just what, oh, hey. sort of what makes it. Hey, guys, what's going on? Uh, not shit, man. You just talk some Shrek. Yeah, like Trek bros do, you know what? Oh, yeah. okay, uh, all right. Um, I know you and Bruce have been a little chummy. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. I mean, you know, into the... Just just be on your guard. Yeah. Just keep on your guard. Okay, for um, sure, yeah. You know, I just, for some reason, I just feel like Vince is up to something here. I'm going to give it to you straight. Vince wants to make one more change. What is it? He wants to make you the host. Until then, uh, I've just got one thing to say, and that's fuck you, Vince, and fuck you, Bruce. 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 Hey, uh, fuck, it's three in the morning. Yeah, man, sorry, uh, just can't sleep. Something's bothering me. Well, what is it, man? It's exactly who you think it is, Vince. So I'll just cut right to it. Last week, Bruce told Bo that Vince wants to make him the host of the show. And I'm going to be honest, uh, I, that's just fucking ludicrous. Yeah, I can't imagine that going well. Yeah, for real. It's almost like he wants to completely tank us. Brett, Brett, Brett. You know and I know that there is no benefit for him to tank your show. You are WWE's lead podcast. He needs you to promote his shitty product and... Well, not to make any accusations here, but last time we talked, you did say you'd take care of Vince. And to cover NXT and shit on the main roster, which we largely did. And quite frankly, I don't know whether you did or didn't talk to Vince, but nothing changed. And man, H, like this whole thing I just know is headed for a train wreck. It, it feels like Turner all over again. All right, Brett. Let me put this to you in the clearest of terms. You are at a crossroads between artistic integrity and corporate influence. And sure, I'm pushing you in one direction, and Vince is doing the other. But no matter the direction people push you, you get to choose which direction you walk. Yeah, but I feel like no matter what I do, Vince is going to do what he's going to do. Yeah, he is, but remember this. Vince loves ratings. He reads them every morning with his protein shake, sleeps with them under his pillow, and his ratings would be like complete dog shit if he were to make the switch. Of course, it'd just make Raw and SmackDown look that much shittier. Well, okay, so let's just say this happens, and Vince makes Bo the host. What do I do? Brett, dude, 
I feel like you're losing sight of why you wanted to be here, NXT, and to get to cover NXT like you want to, to push as the best damn product in the WWE universe. You have to just shoulder whatever happens and take it in stride. Take what in stride? I mean, the way you're talking, it sounds like this is already a done deal. Brett, remember what I said about the crossroad. No matter who's telling you to go left, you can always go right. Stay true to yourself and don't sell out. So let me get this straight. If you were in my position, what would you do? Would you go left or would you go right? You'll know when you get there. All right, I'm, I'm out of here. Boys, episode 18. My name is Brett Jagger along with Bo Rand. Hey, buddy. Hello there, baby. Um, yeah, what? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, with that and the uh, nearly two hour, 20 minute uh, extravaganza we put out for you last Mm. week, uh, Bruce Amania, we're gonna just uh, have an abbreviated little episode here and uh. As you heard both last week and earlier tonight, uh, earlier this week, uh, I'm not too happy with the way things are going here and that uh, that Weasel Bruce and Triple H and Vince and everyone. So, I mean, you know, and it's, you know, no, certainly no offense to you. I love you and I love this, but uh, I think we both know uh, making you the host isn't exactly yeah, the right move. Yeah, it, it, like, I don't know, just like the thought of it is like kept me up the last few nights um and uh i don't know it's just like i want to go with the flow because i'm somebody who like values you know that that you know i feel like is one of my more positive attributes love a nice flow but like you know there's a difference between a flow that you're kayaking down and an undertow that Mm. drags you under and drowns you and uh Mm. you know the the thing about this whole thing is like we kind of just don't know what it is you know um Nope. We've been kept in the dark, but we have to keep going. Yep. We've got to keep going. This is and our show. Keep going, we shall. Um, you know, this, who knows, this may be my last time in the uh, saddle here in this here chair. But uh, hey, and with oh, that, um, as a bit of a uh, fuck you, Vince, fuck you, Bruce, uh, this week's total recall, we're headed to WrestleMania 9. Uh, on a date I didn't write down in probably late March or early April of 1993. We're not going to give you a great match this week. We're going to give you a dog shit match this week. And that is The Undertaker versus Giant Gonzalez. Yeah. And uh, what a dog shit match it was. So, and ju- ju- just on from a wrestling standpoint, from a production standpoint, from what they were wearing standpoint, just and like they had the entire, I guess we'll, 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 save, we'll save this for later. Yeah. yeah. So thanks, Vince. For that look 
into this shitty match. So speaking of shitty matches, uh, let's roll right into Raw. And, uh, you know, we, uh, we had this on while we were editing the WrestleMania Bruce Mania episode last week. Mm-hmm. You know, no sound, but had it on. Because I told Bo that in the past, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania had always been a big deal, a must-see event where someone big would return or some major thing would happen. Um, and this uh, just felt like another standard old episode of Poo Poo Raw. Yeah, a lot of people on the internet reacted very negatively. Like, like whenever, um, as I was editing, when I glanced over, I saw Drew and Booby Lashley, like, yelling at each other. Yeah. And so, like, that's just kind of been the thing that's been happening. And uh, Which that feud is going to continue. Yeah, we'll yeah it's going to continue. About. So, um, what's the thing called um, Wrestle- WrestleMania Backlash? Yeah. Which I think is a hilarious name. Which because, that like, used to always be the pay-per-view after. And it might still be, well, I think and, it is. Well, and they use yeah. Backlash as the name for, like, oh, yeah, like, Backlash for the characters. But it really is, like, Backlash from the fans. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like dealing with, I don't know, I kind of thought they were, that was very meta. So, we didn't watch the, much of Raw. Sorry, Vince. Sorry, Bruce. <laughs> um, so... We can either just speed right through this. Uh, Lashley beat Riddle to open the show. The Viking Raiders came back. They beat Cedric and fucking Shelton. Charlotte came back. Karma's a bitch, she says. She fucking interferes in the Rhea Ripley Oscar rematch from WrestleMania. The kind of picking up off WrestleMania with the same match. Okay, well, when it comes to Rhea Ripley, I think. So Charlotte ended up attacking both Asuka and Rhea Ripley uh, with the steps to interrupt their match. And uh, she beat the shit out of both of them. So she's back and right back into the fold of things. Ah, the plot thickens. As Greg Goldman would call her the android Charlotte. See, like, and, and that's more than just um, Double G, right? Greg Goldman call, calling her that, the android. I, I honestly do they don't ca- know. Do they call her that just because her character's robotic? I honestly don't Or does know. she look like Android 17 from Dragon Ball Z? I choose to believe the latter. I wish I knew. Mm. We had Alexa's Playground. I wrote, who cares? Um, she has a new puppet named Lily. I wrote, who cares? Uh, Ms. TV with Maurice which led to a Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest handicap match, which the Miz won in his underpants. What else is there to say? I don't know. A lot of wrestlers like to wear their underpants, but I mean, I guess these are specific like Hanes or Fruit of the Loom. Well, it was like kind of boxer briefs, but essentially the point I was making is he had his pants ripped off and ended up getting a pin, and it's like, what is, this is all just nonsense. I'm glad he didn't have a boner. Yeah, and Shayna and Nia defeated Dan, Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose by countout. I wrote, who cares? I mean, really, who cares? Mm. <laughs> like, this show is just terrible. It is. It, like, I don't even get, I personally, I'm over the please, vent, you know, whatever. Okay. It's like, fuck, this show is dog shit. I know, I, I can't know. sugarcoat I it know. anymore. I know you can't, Um, but, but. And we didn't even watch it. And then we didn't, I know, I know. We do. We we got to make it through it though. I know. Like, so you know. MVP came out and was interrupted by Drew, Braun, and Orton. So which, I guess we're at school. 
Yeah, we are. We've been we've been taken to school. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Good call. No, but by, by a car, like yeah. or by our parents. Correct. Not oh. on the bus. No. Nah. But those wheels do go round and round, and so does Adam Pierce in the Cash Darka type. What does he do? And he comes out and sets up a triple threat match between the three to determine the number one contender for Booby Lashley's title. Yeah. Can't wait. Um, apparently, the New Day defeated Elias and Commander Riker in what was actually an okay match, and what I read might have been the best match other than the main event. Um, yeah, and, um, you know, I guess I'm kind of glad because the New Day, like, you know, I like them, they're fun, and Elias and. I don't want to call him Commander Riker because I think Commander Riker in Star Trek The Next Generation is great. Yeah. But um, Elias and just other lame Riker, yeah. I think they kind of suck. Yeah. You know, I'll just and, go and throw that out there. Oh, yeah. We had a return of the Firefly Funhouse, which you don't even know anything about. It was kind of this little show or gimmick which kind of transformed Bray Wyatt into the Fiend. And now it's just Bray Wyatt, no fiends. So, so why is it called the Firefly Funhouse? That was just the name of his, like, it's like a cartoon kid show. Oh, so were there not, like, Firefly, like, you know, no, like, like those and puppets and shit. That's why, yeah. Honestly, That's some, of it, some like, of it was pretty good, honestly, see, but I, I didn't watch a lot of it. See, I but, thought it would be like, you know, like, they would at least have, like, the, you know, like, you go outside on a summer night and you see, like, lightning blog, no, lightning blogs. Lightning blogs. Like, yeah, you see that glow, you know, yeah. and it's always transfixing the, to watch, but. The Firefly Funhouse nope. match at WrestleMania last year was actually awesome. It mm. wasn't really a match, but it was really cool, but sure. this was not, and, uh, well, how would we know? We didn't see it, but mm. uh, then Drew... Who deserves so much better. And with that, gets the win in the triple threat match with the Claymore over Orton School. And so he's now the number one contender yet again. It appears the fans have been given what they want. Yeah. <laughs> and then MVP shows up on the stage at the end while Drew is celebrating. And Mace and T-Bar show up mm -hmm. and double choke slam Drew. Yeah. Mace and T-Bar. Now, who are they again? So, we have not seen these guys in the month. They were part of this dumb group called Retribution. Yeah. But, like, one of them, I think it's T-Bar, was norm formerly known as Dominic Dijakovic in NXT and was tight. But this Retribution gimmick, which I didn't see any of, apparently just tanked. So and, but now they're back and allegedly aligning with Bobby are they the, Lashley. Are they in the Hurt Business now? We'll see. But, yeah, so that's Raw. Boobies boys. Yeah, and so that's raw for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. NXT, I think we'll get a little bit more excited about. You watched it at 6 in the morning or Yeah, whatever? I did. I got up um, really early. and uh, Yeah, I woke up to a to text it. from you at like 6.45. Like, oh, Kushida won. I'm like, yeah, yeah fuck yeah. Yeah, no, no. I was, um, you know, it was a good time to watch it because like, I don't know. Like, I have a hard time like whenever I'm like watching a Netflix show or an anime or Start, you know, or whatever it is. Like, I always like to do it in the morning with coffee. Yeah. You know, because that, coffee. like, just puts me in the mindset where I'm beginning to accelerate. As opposed to at night, where it's like, well, like, I'm going down. Yeah, yeah. You I know, so yeah. I thought watching NXT in the morning, you know, I may have to do that more often. Yeah, you're a little coffee boy. Yeah, I, I, I really quite enjoyed it. So I guess we'll start it off. We had a Kyrian Cross promo. Promo, yeah. yeah. Um, <coughs> Go on. I thought it was funny as he yelled, Scarlet made those like sort of sex faces, like mm. those sort of like moany ones. Yeah, I don't mind that one bit. Yeah, so uh, so they did that. Um, <laughs> they said it was the most watched 
takeover ever, which Greg Goldman would be proud. Yep. Um, the Kieran Cross promo. I mean, you know, he has one note. He plays middle C. It was fun. But he's playing middle C, you know, better. Coming off the best match I've ever seen of his. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, he said he's now in command of NXT until he says so. And I really like, he said he was starving. Yeah. Which... I mean, we got another guy on another well, show well, that's a little hungrier than him. Oh, yeah. If you know, well, and, and with Kieran Cross, Johnny. Oh, but uh, <laughs> excuse yeah, me. Yeah. But 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 Kieran Cross is like, he's going to get annoying pretty fast as the champion, and like it's gonna feel really good when somebody beats him. Yeah, it might be a like, little while. Know, it I might think. be a little while, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think you're probably right, but again, at least I was encouraged by his performance at Takeover. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's just one note. You yeah. know. Like he, he he's playing middle. And like, as we said, Balor brought the best out of him. Not every opponent's going to do that. Like he'll always play middle C, but he keeps playing with the better, better tuned piano. Yeah. Follow my metaphor. Yeah. So MSK with their first title defense defeat Killian Dane and Drain Drain Maverick. Dra- no Drake Maverick. <laughs> yeah. You should look. You should look at what I wrote. It looks like it almost says Oscar. I mean, I wrote. Like, I just said Drain. Drain Maverick. <laughs> drain. So this was interesting because <laughs> the crowd was actually kind of booing MSK. I don't know yeah. if you caught that, but they are baby faces. But the crowd was hot for Drake. The yeah. crowd really wanted Drake and Dane to win. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few botches in the beginning, like miss punch or kick or something. But the match was pretty fun, and um, you know the crowd wasn't hot for it. Yeah. And uh, Dane, remember oh. Dane power bombed Drake, yeah. which was supposed to be on his opponent, yeah. and he missed. And yeah, it was solid. Well, and what I thought, like my criticism of the Styles Amos versus the New Day match when Omos came in and it was just like it was over, they had no counter. That actually, you know, was to MSK's benefit here because they obviously struggled with Killian Dane's size really early oh, on, yeah. but they found a way to win. And like that to me makes for just a more interesting kind of uh, match, uh, sword running through a match. Than just Omos coming in and Agreed. just dominating. So I thought, you know, that sort of had that. what that match lacked. Yes. Yeah, yeah it was a fine opener. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Alexander Wolf came out, who was like part of the same group as Killian Dane called Sanity a few years ago. And then Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel attacked him from behind. So those three, along with Walter, are part of a group called Imperium. Imperium. Yeah, the yeah. Imperium came out. Yeah, yeah, without Walter, though, right? Walter Correct. Was not out with him. Yeah. So, yeah, that is a potential storyline development there. And then Mercedes Martinez was still looking for that other half of the money she was owed and put up some threats, which led to a match with Jesse Kamea. Yeah, and this plot line was on pause for like two weeks. Yeah, it was. You know, and then it just appeared again. Yeah, Robert Stone still owed her half of the loot. Um, and she ended up beating Jesse Kamea in under two minutes. Squash match. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Martinez pinned Robert Stone up against the barricade outside, got the money, went over to the announce table, and basically yelled, I'm coming for Raquel Gonzalez. So yeah. that should probably be a pretty good match. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Mercedes Martinez looking mean, mm-hmm. getting paid. Um, and then we head into the moment of the night where Santos Escobar issues his open challenge and his Kushida who shows up and not in the Marty McFly gear, but in nice new tights. Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought that was interesting and I liked it. Um, and I tweeted actually right what, so I end up, I did end up watching this live, even though I didn't think I was going to, so I tweeted something like 
don't tell me they're just going to have Kushida get yet another opportunity and lose because I figured that was going to oh, happen. Oh, I think a lot of people. Oh did. yeah, especially with Santos winning the cruiserweight. Yeah, last time. finally getting the unified yeah. belt. Yeah, like I like I totally went into this thing and like, oh man, Kushida, why again? Because like he's become like one of my favorite wrestlers to watch yeah. in the WWE. Era. Absolutely, yeah. I love it. And yeah, like I've told you, like he's literally one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, yeah, which she rocks. So, yes, very pleasantly surprised, and the way the match ended was exciting, too, with just, like, um, it was a roll by Santos, and then Kushida kind of flipped him over and mm-hmm. pushed his legs down and held him down. So it was, like, a really catch-you-off-guard yeah. type of win, too. Yeah, um, it was, definitely. Um, we got running the bingo again. Yeah, oh, Running the bingo that. was yeah. back, yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Santos Escobar had that throat hold on Kushida. You mm. know, definitely, like, had some sort of healy... Oh, you yeah, know, things he was doing. I'm a fan. But, it's you know, like, Kushida, like, you know, and I got disappointed thinking, like, oh, yeah, Kushida's going to lose again. And then, like, after I wrote that, just in all caps, damn, you know, those yep. rolling countouts, yep. Kushida finally gets one. It was and sweet. I, and I was like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, just really fast paced from the get go. A lot of submission attempts. Kushida going for the arm, like always. Yeah, it was awesome. Loved it. And it felt like a big moment, you yeah, know? It did, yeah. So give this man a long run. Let him defend it every fucking week as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, great shit. And, again, one of those moments we've talked about on this show a lot. Like, for me personally, a big fan of wrestling. Like, when they can legitimately surprise you with yeah. something, that's when it's the best. I mean, and that's what happened here. I mean, best match of the week, right? Uh, well, not compared to WrestleMania and shit. But, but I mean, but not, this, not, yeah, yeah, this yeah, 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 that's what oh, I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah I got confused because we were still talking WrestleMania early. But yes, this week in WWE, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very great stuff. So then um, we have Raquel Gonzalez come out and cut a nice promo, kind of really recapping her journey to the championship and her rise. Um Mentions that the Raquel Gonzalez era has officially begun. She gives credit to Io Shirai and her title range. So it was kind of a babyface-like promo for mm-hmm. Mikel, which gets yeah. a little more babyfacey here in a second. When we finally see the dog and the debut of Frankie Monet, um, who I I really enjoyed this. So she was named. She's married to John Morrison. And oh, her name she? was yeah. Taya Valkyrie, which is a much better name than Frankie Monet, if you ask me. Yeah. She was on Lucha Underground, so she would like wrestle the men, and like she's awesome. Oh wow! And I thought this was a nice entry for her. It's talked about it. I didn't even write it down, but talked about it getting more bougie and whatever. But I thought this was a nice little entry for her. She had some presence. She had the look. The dog, whatever, but she can wrestle, and I think you'll like what you see from yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Did you have any impressions of her debut? Um, I guess not really in particular, you know. Yeah, I mean, we'd I seen think, the dog. Yeah. And, so I already knew this was, like, everyone on the internet who knows who she was yeah. knew this was coming, but yeah. it was good to see her, and I'm excited. Right. And I was kind of distracted by, like, you know, not just before with, you know, could but she what do, happens but after But then it went after with Ray Ripley. Yeah, that, yeah, so that was awesome. This is my brutality! And, like, yeah, Rhea comes out, Bianca Belair comes out. They kind of have their moment. They show that picture, which has been shown a lot in the past couple weeks, of the three of them from, like, 
It's probably, what, three, four years ago in NXT, and now they're all three champs. Yeah, man, I was getting a little emotion. Like, it was it was just really cool to see that moment. To, to see her come back and do that. Yeah, yeah both of them, yeah. you know. And, you know, that's why I think maybe Raquel Gonzalez is going babyface, because a lot of that, that whole segment basically was a very babyface thing of her, even complimenting Io Shirai. Right. So, uh, yeah, again, the meteoric rise of Raquel Gonzalez continues, and I'm sure it's going to be a while before she's taken down. Yeah, she's been fun to watch. Absolutely. Um, now we got some Michael Adams right next. Yeah, yeah, just one quick note before that. They mentioned this. Well, yeah, I guess it was Michael Adams. Yeah. Two things back-to-back. Mentions Saray is coming to uh, That's NXT. That's who it was. Yeah, I, 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 I so didn't I've catch never the name, seen yeah. Saray, but apparently very good in Japan, and you know, along the lines of Io and Kairi Sane and... Who's gone now? But Asuka, like these Japanese women signings have all been awesome. And, so, and what's Japanese women's wrestling called? What's that term? Uh, Joshi. Joshi. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Which I've kind of made some small rabbit holes from time to time. It's just awesome. I love but, it. But all these women are coming from Joshi. Yeah. So right. Joshi's yeah. the style, not the organization. Oh, there's yeah, an organization yeah. called Stardom. It's probably the biggest. And then there's a bunch of other ones. But, but uh, so um, do, do Joshi we, is kind of just the name for Japanese women's wrestling. Well, um, do women wrestle? in New Japan? No. Oh, so okay, like gotcha. it's women's only promotions ah, over gotcha, there. It's kind of how they do it. Yeah. Gotcha. So, yeah. And then we have Roderick Strong going into the office of Michael Adams after he does a quick interview and mm-hmm. hands him his resignation. Yeah. He's done. Yeah, Michael Adams did not take that No, well. he did not. But he did yeah. say the door is always open to you. Yeah. You know, very, uh, very regal way of going about it. Did you even Michael. remember his name was actually William Regal? Yeah. Okay, good job. No, yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, that, that was the pun. Yeah, well, hey, it would have been way tighter if you didn't. Yeah. But no, I still love it. But yeah, so people speculating that Roderick Strong perhaps going to Raw or SmackDown. Who knows? We shall see. And there was a little video about Isaiah Swerve Scott before he defeated Leon Ruff in a pretty pretty fun, fast, flippy match. Yep, I thought, yeah, very very fast and quick performance. Flippy also wrote that. Knew, well, Br- I knew you did. Brutal but fast. Yeah, it was that. fun. Yeah. Um, you know, nothing like amazing world burning, but very good match. You know, I think after Isaiah Swerve Scott's mm-hmm. performance in the gauntlet match, yeah. You knew he was going to win this oh, oh, yeah. and keep that momentum rolling. Oh, yeah, and for sure, like, especially after he, you know, took Cameron Grimes' money, you know, yes. and took him out, you know. I mean, this is what, you know, we'll call a necessary plot match. Yes. You know, like it An was... An NPM. Yeah, yeah, and so... Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, it was necessary and I, and it was functional and but I kind of competent, competent. Yeah, yeah. I kind of thought it would end the feud between those two, yeah. but then after there was an interview where Leon Ruff attacked Isaiah Swerve Scott, threw him into some cases or whatever. So I'm guessing they might have one more match like a no disqualification street fight, something of the sort, where Swerve wins and then maybe he ends up challenging Kushida, perhaps. Yeah, that, that would be pretty sweet. Um, yeah. So then we go to the main event with the mixed tag match: Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis, Ember Moon, and Shotzi Blackheart defeating the Way. Um, chaotic but fun. And I'm not like fully up to speed on the storyline between Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis or yeah. Index as they're known, but I know yeah. Indy certainly had a thing for him and she seemed to kind of get her way in the way. And I did like how she kind of like gave the camera a thumbs right. up. And a lot of people that have watched this seem to really like that as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I I was a little confused. I mm-hmm. thought it was pretty chaotic. 
Um, there, you know, there's a lot going well, on. And I feel like I had to pick who I wanted to pay attention to. So I wanted to pay attention to Bronson Reed, who was boy. great. That's your boy. Yeah, he's my boy. But Gargano, I thought, rode oh, out. Yeah, I think Gargano awesome. had an excellent match as well. Um, hybrid theory yeah. in there. Hybrid theory in there. Um, and I mean, like, I just got to say, like, Bronson Reed's belly flop is, like, one of the more satisfying the finishing tsunami moves. Splash. The tsunami splash. Like, every time he gets up there to do that, you know, he's, like, got me. Yep. You know, like, for NXT wrestlers, you got him, you got Kushida, you got Volter, you got Raquel Gonzalez. Like, I like all of them. And Cameron Grimes. And Cameron Grimes, <laughs> It was yeah. not on this episode, yeah. unfortunately. But, yeah, I yeah. think that's your that's but, your. But, but, but those are five, you know, that that are you know that have stuck with me, that I like, that every time I, they're on there, I like, mean, I'm Walter engaged. right now, and he'd been gone for so long, but uh, Azar and I watched another Walter match earlier today against Rampage Brown in mm-hmm. NXT UK, which was, like, the day after the TakeOver show. Also fucking great. Like, that guy might is in my top three right now. Yeah. Along with Shingo and Mabushi from New Japan, like Damn, he's just really? unbelievable. Yeah, like he's just so good. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to watch some more Walter matches. That's good. Yeah, he's unreal. So that's pretty much it for NXT. Yeah, fun show for sure. Second hour definitely picked yeah. up with that Kushida. Like the Kushida win made it, and then the women, the three women getting together was also yeah, yeah, awesome. Yeah, great way to spend a morning. Yeah, <laughs> or a fucking Tuesday night. Hey, Bruce. Bo, what the fuck, man? We've been trying to get a hold of you all week, and our conference call with Vince is today. Yeah, uh, sorry. I, uh, I've been busy with work. And, and, you know, our last episode, you were there. It was just so big that I've just been, you know, just kind of overwhelmed. Well, and yeah. Well, I understand, man. I get it. There was a lot of work you put in last weekend to make that show as good as it was. But I need you full throttle this week. And even fuller throttle next. We're still good on what we talked about, right? You taking over as host? Wait, 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 wait. We're not good on anything like that. None of us agreed to that. We didn't sign anything. I didn't say yes. Come on, Bruce, man. Like, I know you're a smart guy. You like track. You like Juan. You can't make us do this. And, like, most of all, we can't, you can't do this to Brett. Sure. Sure. You're right, Bo. Exactly right. But we can make this show the worst wrestling podcast imaginable. We can make it the Star Trek V of podcasts. We can drag your little show to the curb and throw it in a dumpster and let it on fire if we want. Just in case you forgot, we are your bosses. Oh, God. Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Hey. hey. I understand. I understand. You owe Brett for what happened with Turner. But you can't spend your entire life in someone else's shadow, no matter what they've done for you. At some point, you've got to step out of their shadow and be what you were destined to be. Right. But I, I don't feel like I'm in Brett's shadow. I, I think we make a pretty good team, you know? And like, well, I believe in you. Vince believes in you. Now it's time for you to start believing in you. Haven't you ever wanted a podcast of your own? A Zwan podcast? A Trek podcast? I mean, yeah. You know, to be honest, I've always wanted to host a comedy show. You know, a show where, like, 
people go out and like try new weird things and have different reactions and just have fun with it. Uh, you know, pr- obviously probably not about wrestling, but you know, like if you pull this off for us, maybe we can do a little strength pulling and get that comedy show of yours to life. Really? Really? But fuck Bruce, like the pull this off part. Uh, this show's about wrestling and, you know, Brett knows everything about wrestling and I know next to nothing. And if I fuck it up on a grand scale, like any sort of comedy podcast that I'd want to do, anything like that would be done. I'd be done. Bo, we've fucked up so many stories on WWE. I can't even remember the good ones in between. But you know what the best part about fucking up is? All you got to do after is keep doing the same shit. Hell, you could have a show one week. The audience eviscerates you online. And the next week, you go back and do the exact same shit. And they'll love you for it. It's how this business works. People have very, very short memories. Okay, well, only if you this comedy thing can happen and and only if you don't do anything to Brett. Okay. Now, come on, man. This is your big chance. Step it up. Go get what you want or otherwise you're going to wind up becoming the stairs. See you soon. So, Friday Night Smackdown, um, at, per usual, we watched the YouTube clips, which the first clip was entitled, Roman Reigns Disrespects Cesaro, but really wasn't all that disrespectful. No, I, I actually thought it was quite respectful. I like, you know, I think they like, whenever like Cesaro like comes in there and they stare eye to eye, like it looked like, you know, like, especially when Cesaro walks up, like Roman was like, oh man, this guy, you know, like didn't look overconfident, you know, or anything. And like, it definitely looked like both of them at least admired each other's like skill level. So yeah, yeah. Th- th- but, but also that's like, you know, buzzword bullshit on YouTube. Yeah. It you was, know? it yeah. started with Roman Reigns just talking shit. Like who's going to want it next? He said he called his shot. Um, he's like, Paul, tell him to cut the check and fire up the jet. And Cesaro came out and Pat McAfee, who's making yeah. his SmackDown commentary debut, which everything we heard, he sounded great. He's like, what the hell is Cesaro doing? And yeah, he kind of looked at the belt and nodded his head and Roman walked away. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I guess that walk away was a sign of disrespect. Yeah. But yeah, there, you could see it in the eyes. There was almost a little mutual respect. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And um, I'll go ahead and say this. And I think Greg Goldman may come give me an, come give me an atomic wedgie for oh, it. Oh, show that. But like, whenever I hear Roman talk, you, you I, I just hear like a, a more bland version of The Rock. Yeah. And I'm just like... This is the head of the table you're talking yeah, this about. Is the table. He, he's got the look. He's got the wrestling ability. But when he talks, I'm just like, oh, that's why he's got Kevin Mattingly and Jey Uso with him. Yeah, <laughs> K-Mats, a.k.a. Yeah. Paul Heyman. Yeah. Legend. Yeah, absolutely. Head yeah. of the table. Uh, Rey Mysterio versus Otis in about the three minutes, nine seconds we saw on YouTube was pretty fun. Yeah, I mean, you know, Rey Mysterio for a 46-year, you know, was just... <laughs> Scintillating. Absolutely. You know, I yeah. Flippy. Yeah. Very flippy. <laughs> Jumping around, doing a lot of nice flying stuff, but yeah. Otis caught him at that one point and slammed him down. Yeah. 
which was cool. And then he climbed the ropes at one point. Pat McAfee referred to him as a forklift in the sky. A forklift in the sky. Which like, he missed. And then Pat was really fired up to call the Rey Mysterio 619, which that move popped you too. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I thought that was pretty sick. And, uh, and he, the oh, pin, no, yeah, and then the slick pin. The crucifix, crucifix. yeah. Yeah, I mean, Rey Mysterio. Uh, yeah, I think this, is, this might, may have been... Um, since we started this show, my first Rey Mysterio match watching He was it. in one of those Let's tag see. matches. There was like Rude and Ziggler were in. It was like mm. two weeks ago, SmackDown, we saw it. But not a singles match. Yeah, but he, but, but he still has it in, in like, you know. Yeah, very as a 46 clearly. year, I mean, yeah, yeah. or whatever he is. But something year. 100%. Yep. So then we uh, get Apollo Crews introducing the dangerous Commander Aziz. And how is that spelled? A-Z-E-E-Z. Whose idea do you think that was? Probably Vince's. Well, you know, we used to talk about Vince shortening names. Yeah. And like, you know, Aziz, usually I've always um, seen it spelled A-Z-I-Z. Yeah, same. You know, uh, so so I don't get it, but, you know. And what's with his military outfit? Like, like I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't really get to get up. Well, they said he's a commander now. He is. Well, well, but Apollo Crews isn't like a military guy. Yeah. You know, to, to, um, you know, to, as far as I know. Yeah. So, like, it was just really weird to kind of, you know. For that to be the choice, but Paulo really, really laying on the Nigerian gimmick, which honestly I think it's working a little more. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that it just happens so out of left field. Like mm-hmm. it took a minute, but I enjoy. I enjoyed the promo. I thought it was pretty good. He said you're going to be annihilated by the Nigerian nail, which I'm thinking is the move where mm-hmm. Aziz hit him with yeah. like his thumb. But yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see Apollo Cruz in just kind of a normal match because I think the Nigerian drum fight. The I think prop this, match. Yeah, yeah, the prop match. I think like it. Took Took away, and the fact that Biggie was from Tampa, and we were like, "Oh, Biggie's," you know, yeah. Like, I think it kind of took away from how good of a wrestler he can be. So, like, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing him just straight up. You know? Hell yeah! Then we have your boy Kevin Mattingly, aka Paul Heyman, being interviewed by Caleb Braxton. Just great classic Heyman shit here. He says they're they're gonna put smiles on the or something about putting smiles on the faces of Neanderthals like Cesaro and talks about the rain being tears for what's to come. Just just fun stuff here. Oh yeah, just fun. Like WWE loves like using different um, as our boss would call synonyms. Oh yes. um, for um, calling people stupid. Like calling yep. people a Neanderthal and this and it's billion like, dollar body with a ten cent brain. Yeah, you know, like I, I, that. That's an insult that they seem to circle back to a whole lot. Yeah, child's play. Mm-hmm. And then he did. He announced. He's like, yeah, tonight in the main event, like a, a, like he's about to announce Cesaro versus Roman, and he's like, it's gonna be Cesaro versus Jey Uso. Oh, yeah. You know the heel tactics there. And, and another weird thing I, he did was um. Remember how he talked about like it raining in Orlando or in yep. Tampa and te- like I got like I could not follow what he was saying. He was like it was raining and then we went to the locker room and there were tears and yeah. puddles on the floor and it was just like what kind of a picture are you painting? Like where is this water coming from? Is there is uh, is there a pipe burst or something? It was tight. like yeah like I, I like I didn't know where Kevin Mattingly was going with that so I was just it was tight. baffled. So, yeah, we had uh, WrestleMania rematch, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn, and I know you got a lot to say about this okay, one. Okay, and so, so funny enough, um, I wrote this down that I wanted to ask you about this, but yeah. I also wrote this down earlier during NXT, Okay, as a matter of fact. So, like, let's put ourselves in the mentality of a WWE writer, a booker, a an Vince exec. McMahon. Yeah, Vince McMahon. A All Bruce right? 
yeah. Weasel Pritchard. Yeah, that like, prick. why, like, like, what is the benefit? Fucking tool, Bruce. Yeah. What's the benefit of re- doing these repeat matches, these repeat matches after WrestleMania? Like, you know, and, w- and play devil's advocate with yourself. Like, you know, like, the answer can't be, well, because they're stupid. I wish I could, and just, I will, for but yeah. let me just say, like, this is one of the main reasons I walked away from WWE right. in 2018 when there were so many other better options, even before AEW. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I said it. Um, but, like, just that long-term storytelling didn't exist, yeah. and matches would just be recycled yeah. and reused, and it didn't matter who won and lost because whoever won was going to lose the next week or vice versa. Or there'd be a non-finish like there was in this when Sami Zayn walked away. But, all right, to get in the mind of a Vince McMahon? Shit. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess my thought... <laughs> it's it, hard. I guess my... This is why I left. Well, I guess my thought is like, well, you know, as, as our friend Greg Goldman would cite, ratings, you know. Yeah, like, fuck them. You know, like, obviously, like, you know, WrestleMania is probably their, their high water mark of the year. Might as well try to, like, you know, like, in its wake. Yeah. replicated you know but also i think you know maybe they're trying to catch you know audience members who didn't pay to watch wrestlemania it, yeah. but like you know who maybe read about the match and they're like oh let's do an encore but it's not even like this was a marquee match or yeah. story either yeah. it got nine and a half yeah. minutes yeah yeah there has like like i guess the reason i ask you is is there has to be a bottom line there has to be like a yes this is why we do this like, like we get more would, viewers, we get more money. You would think so. Yeah, but, and, uh, and, and, but like, I, I just don't understand. Yeah, that, If anyone I, on Twitter, like, does have, like, an idea from, again, like, a Booker's perspective, please is, let me know. I'm really fascinated. This is why I and many others don't watch this dog shit product anymore. Yeah. No, I get it. it it's just... It, it's hard to wrap my head Especially around why they Especially when do there's that. so many more other options. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank God for NXT. Yeah, thank God for NXT. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we go to the Street Profits versus Rude and Ziggler, which I forgot their name was the Dirty Dogs until Pat McAfee said it at the end. But, again, like the Otis-Rey Mysterio match for a 309-minute YouTube video, this was a lot of fun. Yeah, I think this was the best match, I mean, I guess in terms of what we watched yeah. of the night, I would say. Um, I mean, every time I see Street Profits, they ride out. Um, what's his name, March on Ford? Montez Ford. Montez, Montez Ford. <laughs> Close. Well, Marshawn Ford, he's tied in for Uvell. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And then Angelo Dawkins, Cincinnati zone. He got his moment looking strong there for a minute. But yeah, Montez Ford rules. Yeah, yeah. No, they're, they're definitely, anytime Street Profits are on there, I'm engaged. But Rude and Ziggler, Ziggler. Rude and, as Chad would say, Ziggle Piggle Pudding Pants um, got the victory on a, a sneak tag by Ziggler, and then Ford was kind of distracted by Rude. Rude, and he hit the zigzag from behind, and the dirty dogs got the W. And uh, we head to the main event where Cesaro. Oh, I guess Seth Rollins interrupted. There wasn't a winner. Yeah, yeah. Or I guess Cesaro won by DQ over Jey Uso. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, uh, at one point, oh, it was when Cesaro was doing the swing. McAfee's yeah. like, get a puke bucket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, McAfee was tight for the little bits we heard. No, I, I like that's I, a great move. No, I, I like Matt. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people on Twitter seem thoughts to echo here. That. I mean, I guess um, again, more building to more WrestleMania rematches yeah. with Cesaro and no, Rollins, no, but that match fucking shredded. No, C- Cesaro's great. I, I wrote Cesaro's key. Yes, he, you know, is. he like you know the, like counter do those kick. Um, gets him into that spin. It kind of, you know, stumped at the crowd. In a puke bucket. 
Um, yeah, I mean, like Cesaro, like for a big guy, and we're we're and like we're gonna talk. We're about to talk about the shittiest big guy in the world. Yep. But um, you know, whenever big guys are all like choke slam and no sells and stuff like that, Cesaro is not like that. No, he's Cesaro a stud. wrestles. He's a and, stud. And um, that's why I like him a whole lot. And um. Man, I was disappointed in the ending. Like, Seth Rollins just comes in there. You got lucky one time! Yeah, and just like... Nothing is over until I say yeah. it's over! Just like, you know, that could have been... They could have had a much more fun ending Again, than that. like, this Seth Rollins character I don't really care much about, but you see him in the ring as you did at WrestleMania. Yeah. The guy can fucking go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Anywho, so yeah. that was it. Hey, 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 so let's go to Caesar's Palace and Lors Warger's Border for JR's first WrestleMania, WrestleMania 9. Portal Recoil. Portal Recoil, which will be the first, no, actually not the first, like, shitty, quote-unquote, shitty match, because I guess our, our inaugural... Uh, Pat Patterson versus Gerald Briscoe yeah, match it was, was technically a shitty yeah, match. Yeah, when but Total Recall was under another name. Yeah, yeah if you recall, as yeah. you may recall. Um, but uh, yeah, so that was obviously an, an homage to the legendary Port Porterson. <laughs> That's a good one, Port Porterson. Um, but yeah, so here we are, dog shit match. Uh, begins with the Gorilla Monsoon saying, Let's take you to Finkus Maximus! Who was looking, Howard Finkel, the ring announcer, looking very Roman. For The Undertaker versus the 8 feet tall, 460 pound giant Gonzalez. And your first impressions of the man. Um, he was, like, why do they have him wear the muscle suit? Like, like did, did he so look that dumb. bad with his shirt off? It's just so Like, 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 like. The like, whole gimmick. Yeah, that and the hair. Like, there was, like, the, the hair on the suit. Like, you could see his fucking pubic hair, man. In my... Like, it was disgusting. In my Mount Rushmore of worst wrestlers, along with uh, 2021 Hall of Fame inductee, uh, Great Khali. So which you both. mix them up at one point. You mm. thought Giant Gonzalez was Great Khali. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, Giant Gonzalez with Harvey Whippleman. Um, we've, we've got Jim Ross. <laughs> Is that his name? Yeah, Harvey Whippleman, the Whipple, manager. Whippleman. Who tosses, who becomes of consequence later. Jim mm -hmm. Ross, Macho Man, Bobby Heenan. And we get The Undertaker wheeling out on a chariot with some bird of prey that we couldn't yeah, really Yeah, tell. we thought it was a raven, um, you know, but, um, and then I thought it was a buzzard, but I don't, I don't think you even Could have been a, a buzzard. Yeah, couldn't hold like a peregrine falcon, probably. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, it's a bird. One of those friend. Atlanta sports birds, a mm. falcon or a, a hawk. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So where to where to begin? Um, um, I guess as, as per usual with Total Recalls, or if you recalls, let's just go right for your instant reaction of this match. Well, the thing that sucks, like the typical metrics that you use to measure like momentum in a match and who's winning and who's losing, are just not present here because like nope. Because I think the big problem here is selling. Like there is that's, just no that's selling. That's one problem. Like, like Undertaker, like can sell some, but like you know they open up the match with just Giant Gonzalez, just you know, going out, and it's just like done in such a very like high school production theater way. Like yeah. you, like it just does not sell that. Oh yeah, he's gaining momentum. You said he's it while a threat. we. You yeah. said it while we watched. There was no ebb and flow. Yeah, to no, this no match whatsoever. No ebb and flow, and like you know. 
let's go. We've talked about like big wrestlers' repertoires, yep. choke slams, yep. and like like picking people up. Your Lance Archers of yeah. the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your he, Undertakers he, he, of the world in a normal match. Yeah, yeah. He had none of that. No, none whatsoever. Did, diddly dinky shit. little throws. Remember, he went for like a an overhead hit in the corner and just like stumbled into oh, the corner. Oh yeah, no, he just fell into the turnbuckle. Yeah. Just no grace whatsoever. No, it was very uh just slow uh, slow and boring. I wrote and um yeah, I mean just to go back like, you know, their inability to kind of like just sell it just made it seem like it wasn't even a fight at and all. And sometimes Giant Gonzalez did try to sell. He just had like a really dumb and confused look on his face. Yeah. I wrote hokey selling. Um, and then he, Giant Gonzalez had Undertaker in a choke for literally like two minutes yeah. of the seven and a half well, well, minutes and, of this match. And usually like when you get someone in a submission, like they kind of like writhe, like, like they, they kind of like get down on their knees and collapse in. Which had ended that way after a minute and a half. Yeah, but they like both like stood up, Slow. you know, like, yeah, it, it just like any conception of pain or agony <laughs> or struggle was not presented in this match at no. all. No, no. You know, which is like extraordinarily fundamental to uh with two big yeah. guys yeah and we kind of touched on this like with big guy matt like well you kind of already did but just no power moves no semblance of any oh, power moves and, and i'm sure they rehearsed this shit right i'm sure to they, something. i mean they yeah, probably rehearsed they it multiple going, they weren't just going in cold you, they, and they rehearsed this shit multiple times and they were like okay yeah that's and it you know who signed off on this shit yeah, yeah um but vincent like, kennedy I don't even have to say it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then one uh, JR's like, Gonzalez just manhandled the Undertaker, and he kind of just lightly tossed him outside. Yeah. Like, the you know, God love JR. He's doing his best to get this match over, but it's just not working. Yeah, and I think the ending, too, just kind of like really just... <laughs> With your boy, Harvey Whippleman, coming back and just tossing this towel in. Like, like, like literally throwing in the towel, which is funny. And it's like a little... It's not even a full towel. It's just like a little rag, yeah. almost. Which, and yeah, that should be the end of the match. Yeah, which is, yeah, I call it the chloroform disqualification. It's you know, just, just they just so... knock... And, and it was just like... Like, I... Like, going back to them rehearsing the match, I'm sure they knew they had a dud. And they are like, well, what do well, we I'm do? I'm sure Vince was like, ha, 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 yeah, let's give him a chloroform towel. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah, and like, yeah, they just like, this was the only way out. You know, this was just. Well, and he had a minute for at least a minute. And then all of a sudden the bell rings. And you think Giant Gonzalez maybe won. Yeah. And then it's like, nope, DQ. They stretch your Undertaker out. And Giant Gonzalez are oh, celebrating. And then Undertaker comes back out and like hits him with three clotheslines and finally knocks him down. It's like, why didn't you do that in the match? Yeah, I mean, beats me. So, uh, Mr. McMahon, next time we talk, we got some questions about uh, this dumb fucking WrestleMania 9 match. Well, we do have that conference call coming up. Yeah. Um, uh, so. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be fun. I guess we'll bring it up. Yeah. Yep. Boys, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Crystal. Bristol, I'm from Stanford, Connecticut. You goddamn morons. Now let me try again. Can you hear me? Test. Test! Whoa, whoa, uh, hey, just turn the volume down on yeah, our end. Yeah, let's do that, let's do that. Test! Test!
Yes, one, two, three, God damn it! Sir, 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 you're coming in crystal clear. Ah, there we go. Now I get it, crystal clear. Ah, <laughs> uh, now, that's funny, Bo. Now listen to your last episode, and I gotta say, I think it was one of your best ones. Until you got to WrestleMania night two. And then it became your absolute unquestionable, no holds barred, goddamn fucking worst piece of shit I've ever heard. And if you think I need every goddamn word, you'd be wrong. Just ask my main man, Bruce. He did. So... You think that my curveball went right down the middle and strike two is on the tip of my tongue. But I think I have a solution to our problems that's come from this genius mind. One that Bruce and I have discussed thoroughly. And one that takes what these people want and rips it right from them. <laughs> sir? 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 Oh, right, 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 right. I am going to turn your show upside down and make it all about Raw and all about the boss Sasha Banks and all about Roman Reigns and nothing about that goddamn NX. Sir? Right. I'll cut right to it, boys. From now on, Bo is the host of the Brain Buster Boys. Okay. What in the actual, literal, tangible fuck? Do you realize how much time I've spent watching your dumb matches over the years? Watching you on TV act like a prick? Listen, I'm sorry I'm not as big a fan of your current shitty product, but that doesn't make me love the Attitude Era and a bunch of other stuff any less. Brett, let me tell you something. The Attitude Era is dead and gone, and I'm the one who killed it. And I did it just because I wanted to. And mark my words, you do not want to suffer the same fate because I'll bury you in the ground right next to it. Okay. I mean, I was just trying to show my appreciation, you belligerent asshole. You had your chance, Brett, and you done fucked that up. Now, Bo? Y yes, Mr. McMahon. The fate of the show now rests on your shoulders, boy. Don't let me down. Okay. Vince believes in you every step of the way. Like my old son, but better. <laughs> right. Right. Remember what we talked about. Step up or, and get what you want or be the stairs. We know you won't screw it up. And you better not. Can't wait for next week. <laughs> We're done here. I'm, I'm really sorry, man. Hey, not your fault. Uh, it's just reality. It's yeah. Vince's reality. And unfortunately, that is the truth. Yeah, and, you know, like we talked about earlier, obviously no offense to you, and I love you, but you know what else is going to be a reality is probably this show sucking. And uh, I imagine <laughs> this is going to be a disaster. Uh I think it's like this show is turning into fucking raw. Hey, man, uh, okay. Listen, like, I am going to do my damnedest. I am not going to let the, make this show like raw. 
you know, and you know, like I care about this show as much as you do. Oh, and absolutely. yeah, yeah. And I know you wouldn't do anything like that intentionally, but we know, we have no idea how Vince is going to react and what Vince is going to make you do. And now he's completely changed the dynamic of our show. And it's like, what was Bruce referring to when he said that weird thing about the stairs and getting what you want? What was all that? It's just a bunch of nothing, you know, like uh, uh, one of those stupid corporate cutthroat motivational metaphors that they uh, put on a I poster. I don't know. It seemed a little more specific than that. Like, again, well, it, Bruce it, has had something weird going on this whole time. Well, it's not. It, it, it's, it, I, it's not. Man, like, I hate it. But we got to call it like it is. You know, like, I guess where we stand right now, I have a better relationship with Vince and Bruce than you do. And if we're going to make it through this, if we're going to – see what's on the other side, whatever it may be, then I'm going to have to steer this thing. And, you know, like, I think I can. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess you have to. So, all right, then. Uh, hope you're ready. 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 Hope you're ready.